In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Today, we find ourselves in a bit of a liminal space. It's especially true for this service, when we are here in the parish hall, camped out for a Sunday, while our old organ continues to be removed in our main church. But it's also true in terms of our church calendar. This last week of Eastertide, when we sit between the Ascension, which we marked on Thursday, and Pentecost, which will be next Sunday. Jesus is gone, in a sense, arisen on the Ascension to sit at the right hand of his Father, but the Holy Spirit has not yet come. And so we find ourselves in this in-between time, waiting, in a sense, and in the words of today's collect pleading that God not lead of us comfortless. And all of our readings today speak in their own way to this sense of liminality. In our reading from Acts, we see how Jesus' disciples have witnessed the ascension, but their own ministry has not yet begun. How they are, at least for the moment, still hid away in that upper room, spending their time gathered together and praying. In 1 Peter, we get a letter addressed to early Christians who are struggling to live in the midst of temptation and persecution. And the letter's author is encouraging this community as they struggle through this transitionatory period, reminding them to humble themselves, cast away anxiety, resist the devil, and to look forward to Christ's coming. And last in our gospel, we get the final bit of the so-called farewell discourse. This section of John's gospel from the Last Supper, that liminal meal that sits between Jesus' ministry and his passion, his life and his death. This last chance for Jesus to offer a final prayer, summing up his life's work, asking protection and unity for his followers and entrusting all to his Father in heaven. Often when we talk about liminality, we talk about it, about being in between two things. Our teenage years is that period of time between childhood and adulthood. Dusk as that time of day between evening and the night. But that's not quite right, or it's incomplete, because liminality is about more than just being in between. The English word liminal comes from the Latin limen, which literally means threshold, the doorway. Liminality implies movement, the crossing of that threshold. When we're in a liminal space, we're not just stuck bouncing between two boundaries, we are moving. We are being transformed. Thus we see that this current liminal time in our church calendar between the Ascension and Pentecost isn't simply a time when we wait idly for the Holy Spirit to descend. Rather, it is a time to get ready to be sent out into the world In the ancient church, there was another way in which this period of the church calendar was a liminal time. This period between Easter and Pentecost was the time of the mystagogy, the final phase of the catechumenate, the process by which new Christians entered into the church. For months or even years, seekers would enter a process of multiple stages, a time of of preparation in which they would inquire and learn They would fast and they would pray until finally being baptized on Easter. But interestingly, 
that wasn't the end of the process. There was still the phase of mystagogy to, to complete, a period of intense and personal reflection on the worship services of the church, the mysteries, especially baptism and the Eucharist. They would ask themselves, what does this all mean to me? How have I been changed? What truths do I now see? And most importantly, how does this change my life? How will I now live differently now that I am a disciple of Jesus? Only having completed this reflection on the sacraments were the newest disciples then ready to live out their ministry in the world come Pentecost. Now, as far as I know, no one here was baptized on Easter. No takers? No? Okay. (laughs) But that doesn't preclude us from likewise thinking of this liminal time as our own little phase of mystagogy, a time to reflect and pray, to renew our commitment to ministering in the world. And if any of you find yourself thinking, well, I have no idea what my ministry in the world is, or perhaps I've never stopped to consider what the sacraments mean to me, well, this is your chance. If you don't know where to start, come find me after the service. I'm happy to talk. Yesterday, I got the chance to visit a different kind of liminal space. I found myself standing in the midst of a construction site less than five miles from here. Trees had been cut, roads had been laid, sewer and electric lines buried underground, but no structures had been built. All there really was to look at was a few dozen acres of open red dirt. As we visitors walked about this transitional terra, no longer undeveloped land, but not yet the neighborhood, we were left to imagine, to dream of what might spring up from this currently barren ground. A row of houses filled with new homeowners over here. Residents enjoying coffee on the porch of a community center around that bend. The shouts and the laughs of children as they chase each other around the playground and through the spraying water jets of a splash pad. The sun's vesper rays shining through the longleaf pines along a nature trail. I was standing on what will soon be the Weaver's Grove neighborhood, a bold Habitat for Humanity project that seeks to build a brand new mixed income neighborhood essentially from scratch. This is a project that a number of you from our parish have been involved with personally. And it's also one that our church has supported directly through our social ministry fund. And I hope one that some of you here will put your sweat into when time comes to build homes. And yesterday, there was a community celebration to mark the successful completion of the Capital Campaign, a campaign that brought together Orange County residents and local politicians, houses of worship and corporations, home builders and home seekers, and together managed to raise over $8 million to fund the project. All told, between the houses and the duplexes, the townhouses and condos, Weaver's Grove will provide over 200 new homes, 100 of which will be habitat builds, and in doing so will provide a meaningful steps toward providing more affordable housing in our community. Standing on that red earth yesterday, I was struck by what can emerge when we give it the time and the space, and by God's grace, the effort. You know, this Weaver's Grove project has been in various stages for over 20 years, and it hasn't always been easy. It was because there was a willingness to struggle, to keep dreaming, 
to sit in that liminal space of tension that made yesterday's celebration possible. My prayer for each of us today is that we might open up our own little space in our life, a little plot of red earth that we may sit and wait and pray, by God's grace, be willing to struggle and see what new emerges from that ground. Amen. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at The Chapel of the Cross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.